our whole family, every single member of our family, Carrie and I, they are a hundred pounds or more overweight. And we have clawed ourselves out of that genetic obesity. And we work our butts off every day and recommit to this lifestyle because we refuse to be that way. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and the creator of the 10 Pound Takedown, joined by Carrie Thompson, my favorite co host. Oh, yay! I want a co host name tag. I just want to have it right here. Those of you that can't see me on the left, and it would just say Carrie Thompson co host. So, oh, oh, or a desk plate. Can you order that? You can probably get that on Amazon. That would okay. be so funny. I I'm love sure that. Jeff, I'm sure but Jeff Bezos has, has that available for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, we're so happy that you're joining us. We love you guys. We love this podcast and we love bringing you tips and tricks and topics that are not getting censored by social media, that what social media is censoring the living crap out of things. But on this podcast and in our email list, that is a place that we can be free and talk about things that whatever we want, and we don't have to adhere to whatever social media standards are. So definitely, if you're not on our email list, go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash email and get on the email list. That's the place where you can be the first to know anything we're coming out with. Don't rely on social media in order to be informed. We love this podcast. We love you guys. We love when you rate and review. We just appreciate all of that. I love being here. Also, it's hot in Kentucky, Christy, at the time of this recording. It is very hot. Mm. So I have a myriad of Code Red water bottles. This is the one I'm using right now is white and you can get your name on it. It's yes. so cute. I just yeah. want to show you that because I'm drinking my water. You can get those on our, our website. We'll link those up below. Definitely take, you know, you got to get a water bottle that you like. Yeah. I love the flip up straw. I love yeah. customized they're really fun. They come in uh, six different colors. My gosh. They're so yeah. cute. I remember when I didn't have one color and I was like, oh, I can't wait that I got it. And now I rotate every couple of days because Chrissy says I don't wash my water bottles very well. I wash them and then I rotate to the other one. So I have fun. And these she are puts hearty. a little water in it and she goes, <laughs> shake, shake, shake. And then she'd, I scrub mine with the scrubby brush. That Jeez. may or may not be true, folks. I took Carrie's water bottle at my house. And I put bleach in it and I put in there with a scrubby brush and you guys, it had film on the bottom okay, of it. Okay, but it, it was, it, it, it was helping my spots. <laughs> it was helping my immune system. Christy, yeah. that makes me strong to drink a little bit of mold. It's not going to hurt. <laughs> and a little film will help my microbiome out. <laughs> that, that mold toxicity isn't real. Well, we have a good topic for you guys this morning. We're talking about four mainstream weight loss lies that are keeping you obese. And I guess when I say obese, we're going to go with that word for the title, but it could be overweight. It could be sick. It could be metabolically broken. It could be a lot of those things, but there are four weight loss lies. We're going to go over it. I can't wait. These are awesome. These are really awesome. And I've done a lot of YouTube videos about these same topics. So you can always 
go and, and watch the YouTube. We have a new YouTube video that comes out almost every day, six days a week. So my gosh, you guys, there's a ton of resources for you to get the support, education, information, and love that we offer on the Code Red Lifestyle. And we are here for you. Our job is to just keep you connected and keep you informed. So is everybody ready for the first mainstream lie that's keeping you obese and sick? Here we go. Well, it's just can't lose that baby weight. This is a tough one. Now I have had three pregnancies, three births. I helped raise four kids total, but this is a hard one because, you know, we celebrate the baby bump and then we kind of fight against society saying that everything should bounce back right away. So that is not what Christy is saying, guys. Christy is not saying that you should be like starlet so-and-so who loses 75 pounds in the three weeks after she has a baby and she's back into her size too. That's ridiculous. So that I want to make it clear, Christy, if you don't mind that that's ridiculous. Like I don't, neither of us are saying that, but if you got a five-year-old running around and you still calling that baby weight now from someone who's been there, that is a different issue. So we're not, we're not backing what society is like bounce back in three weeks or six weeks, or even a couple months, because it takes a good year to get back to normal or feeling normal after you have a baby. But we are saying like, your baby can't be 10 and you are still talking about the baby weight. I was going to reiterate that it takes a full year for your hormones to completely go back to normal. And from what I hear, it takes three years. I just heard this on Dr. Z. I follow this guy online. He's a MD. And he said it takes three. You should wait three years in between babies to completely heal your body and restore nutrient levels and mineral levels because the your body, it's definitely teen baby when, as far as your body goes, when it comes to growing a fetus, it's team baby, not team mom. There, mm-hmm. It's team baby at all all of the nutrients, all everything goes to the baby and you are so depleted when you give birth. That is that you're looking at a year, guys. Now, the doctor, I believe, releases you. I mean, I think there's that, that six week waiting period where you'll have to wear, you know, there, there's some residual things that happen with the body, like fluid coming. I'm trying to I don't know how to say it where it's not gross. <laughs> But th- sorry, there's that kind of thing happening, you know, and this is coming from someone who's never given birth. There's <laughs> so many changes in your body that are taking place. So grace yourself, grace yourself. Now, we believe the proper human diet of real food, water and sleep is healthy for everybody. So we don't endorse you having Cheetos and, and Diet Coke and cake pops either while you're pregnant or while you're nursing or while you're trying to bounce back either. I agree 100%, Chrissy. The way you manage the pregnancy will make the biggest difference in how you are able to deal with postpartum on many levels. Like if you just are eating a bunch of sugar in pregnancy, again, we're not giving pregnancy eating advice, but just you got to think about it. I mean, it's with anything. If you go into a knee surgery, eating crap food and not drinking your water, you're going to feel bad during recovery. The same thing is true about having a baby. It is a major medical thing you had done. And that, or happened to you. And I know people all over the country just squat and have a baby. Like, that's great. I, I totally respect those people. That's just not the way we are in this culture. And so it's going to take a hot minute and it does take a good six weeks, but I do think there is, has to be some sort of balance between 80 pounds. You're overweight, which I understand when the baby is five, when the child is going to kindergarten, 
and being like, you need to be down those 60 pounds right after delivery. Like that's ridiculous. There has to be a middle ground, Christy. So, and it also depends whether or not you're still breastfeeding because breastfeeding is, takes a lot out of you emotionally. It takes a lot out of you physically, but don't let, when you feel like it's ready, when you feel like it's time, don't let this idea that nobody can lose weight after having a baby hold you back. That's what Christy and I are saying. We're not saying, we're just saying, don't say, well, I had a kid. It'll never be back to normal. No, your body's never going to look like it did before you had a kid. Of course, things stretch, they move and we celebrate that, but don't let that lie. Keep you pulling in a Taco Bell every night, pulling in and getting a Burger King and a big Coke and going home. That's what people do. They Mm -hmm. use it as an excuse to stay in bad heat eating. So we're not saying you have to be back to perfect in six months, but we're saying don't use having a baby as an excuse to still eat crappy. That's the point we're trying to make. Right. And I'll use Natasha for an excuse because she does not mind me saying this and she's already shared this publicly. So she had lost uh, 55 pounds on code red and was able to heal her body and miraculously get pregnant with twins. It was absolutely, she had already had one child via adoption And the fact that she was able to get pregnant with these twins and carry the twins, it was miraculous. And she will tell you that it was because her body was uh, healed and and because of code red. And then she had the twins and she nursed them for a year and we were waiting for the nursing, you know, and so she got done with that year. And then she was like, okay, I'm done with nursing. I I was checking with her. I was like, hey, you're done with nursing. Like, let's work on getting this baby weight off because it was a significant amount of weight. Another, you know, 60 pounds that she needed to lose Normal with twins. Normal. Yeah. With twins and with, you know, and so she hit that one year mark, stopped breastfeeding and then didn't work on her weight. She was just like, I don't want to. And she waited another year before she actually got the weight off and it got to where. So it was the the twins, two year old birthday party before she was like, "Okay," And she said, I just kept using that for an excuse. Well, I just had twins. Well, you didn't just have twins. You had them two years ago. And right. that's what we and, and she just kept saying that over and over to herself. Finally, she had to face the music like, all right, I didn't just have twins. I had them two years. They're two years old now for crying out loud. They're walking and talking. Let's get this weight off. And she got the rest of the weight off. So that's the kind of stuff in society does. Maybe society, I don't know. Or you just get it in your mind that you can that it. Well, I just can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. It's not a free pass. No. It's not a free pass after you after you are healed up from having a baby to do whatever you want and then use the baby as an excuse. That's what I see people doing. But mm-hmm. I see the other extreme where we, again, see these celebrities that are back in their gowns on the red carpet at six weeks after having a baby. What? Let me just tell you, these people had to starve themselves to be able to do that. Like it's yeah. not healthy. So please do not mistake what Chris and I are talking about. We're just saying having a baby is not a free pass. And that's that having knee surgery isn't a free pass. Having your mother die isn't a free pass. Getting a divorce isn't a free pass. I could put a hundred things in here, guys. This is not about the baby. It's just about using it as an excuse. There you go. The second mainstream weight loss lie, keeping you obese and sick, weight gain is a part of getting older and there's nothing you can do about it. Can we talk a little bit about Carol Terhurst? Can we Mm. do it, Christy? Can we talk about Carol Terhurst? And, ooh, Christy, 
okay, I'm going to do it again. This is a relative that we have. I'm going to look right in your eyes. I won't text <laughs> you till later. But this relative told another relative recently, well, I'm old and I'm just going to be a fat grandma. Mm. This is also what Carol Terhurst thought, our mother. She is just so cute now and adorable and lost weight doing Code Red and continues to maintain it beautifully. The woman's amazing. She's 68, right? Mm-hmm. Young spring chicken running around there. And she said, I guess this is just what happens when you get older, when you hit menopause, when you become a grandma, I'm going to be the squishy grandma. And I'm so proud of our mother for not letting age dictate her health. Don't let age dictate your health. Well, my kids are 11. They can eat whatever they want. Can they though? Well, I'm 68. I'm going to be a fat grandma, but do you have to be again, guys challenge these things that are told to you, the lies we believe, the lies that we're led, that we're told in, in social media, by society, by our friends. I'm going to be a fat grandma. You don't have to be. And when we write custom programs, we always see these in the reply. They'll say, you know, we'll say that you're, you know, 60, 66 years old. What do you think your goal weight should be is what I ask in the custom program. And they'll say, oh, 170, you know, which is way too high for their height. And I'll say, why do you think that's your goal weight? And they'll write in there because I'm older now. And this is the weight that I think I can achieve because I'm older. We have never in over 60,000 people have come through this program at the time of this recording. We've never seen someone not hit goal weight because of age. Age is not a determining factor whether you hit goal weight or not. It's not. Mom lost 50 pounds in her 60s. We have people that... Yvette Hubbard lost 75 pounds by her 75th birthday while being confined to a wheelchair. My goodness. And I think it's very interesting. The thing that aggravates me even more than this, Christy, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Here I go. Here I go. Buckle up. The medical professionals Mm. that say to our people, oh, well, that's really not a good weight for someone your age. Yeah. Listen, we're not talking about you being kakeknik. And you're going to fall and break a hip. We're talking about a healthy weight for your size. And medical professionals think it's okay to be 20, 30 pounds more than you should be because of your age. I don't agree with this. This puts you at risk for diabetes. This puts you at risk for heart disease. This puts you at risk for so many joint problems. Why are they doing this? It's almost like they don't want to deal with them, Christy. So they just say, oh, it's okay, grandma, Sally, you know, you are 70. So it's okay for you to be, you know, five foot three and, and 170. Like that's okay because you're 70. And Christy and I are bucking the norm. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people, society just kind of gives up on the older adults. They they let them off the hook for so many reasons and they don't hold their feet to the fire. And I'm telling you right now, that is just not the case with Code Red. We know what you're capable of and we've seen it. I have so much confidence because I have watched tens of thousands of people come through the program and succeed. So age is not a determining factor, but according to the mainstream lie, it is. So don't fall for that lie. The third mainstream lie, well, you're overweight because that's just how you're built. That's just how, and I know that you, you had mentioned this. I was reading your story in the book, or I was, I was listening to you doing, you said, well, I was always just kind of a big bone girl. 
I don't know if big boned, I know there is frame size, small, medium, and large frame size. And maybe you and I are kind of a larger frame size. But I wear a size five ring. I know. That's why. No, oh, it's that's so true. crazy. Like I, do yeah. I have broader shoulders than a lot of women? Yes. I think that you and I do have broader shoulders, but let me just tell you, I was so heavy for so many years because I was just like, I'm just a big girl. And that just wasn't the truth. I don't have to be a big person just because I had a weight problem. And, and we would, you guys would not believe the number of people that come through the program that get a custom program that write, well, I'm big or I'm muscular. So you should be allowed to be hundred pounds overweight because, because, because you think you're big, you don't know what you could be. I always said the same thing. I'm, you know, when I was at my heaviest, I was also the fittest and I was riding my road bike 300 miles a week and my gut would actually hit my, my knee would hit my gut as I would pedal my bike on my road bike. And I constantly said, well, I'm just a big girl. I'm just a big girl. I'm just a big girl. No, I was fat. I was fat and I was sick. I had IBS. I had stomach aches. I had migraines. I had acne. My And I just was big. And although I was so fit and I, well, that's just so cyclists have big thighs. A lot of you guys are telling yourselves this. Well, I'm just a large build, but you're not. not I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying I would bet 99% of the time you're not. You're fat and you're using this for an excuse. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, that's excellent, Christy. Mainstream lie. I'm just, this is just how I'm built. And I'm telling you, don't let yourself off the hook. This is why you get a a home study program. You get an individualized program. The fourth mainstream lie is, yes, your obesity is genetic. You'll always be fat. And Mm -hmm. let me jump in and say that genetic does play a role, but it plays a role on where your fat generally collects. If you were to do nothing about your weight, then you will end up looking like your grandma. Now, Carrie and I have big hips and thighs and a big booty. This is how every single woman in our, uh, all of our aunts look like this. And this is just how they're built in our grandma, not our mom, but our dad's side. And every single one of them, we're all built the exact same. And so genetics does play a role as far as where the weight collects, but it doesn't mean it's going to determine whether you be fat or thin. I love, and this is, I mean, everyone's heard this a million times, but genetics loads the gun, but we pull the trigger. And I yep. know a million people have said that on these kinds of podcasts. So we need you to hear it again. That. It's true. Genetics did load the gun. I am always going to have more weight on my hips and thighs and my booty for the rest of my life. Like I get that that is carry. I get, unless I get it burned or frozen or sucked out, that is just the way that God made me. But that doesn't mean I can be 270 pounds, you know, and there, oh, Christy, I have seen some such sad genetic things. I saw a gal once it broke my heart. And I think you'll know what I'm talking about. She was completely normal sized on top like, like a small or a medium. And then just her body was built in such a way that it was just, it was heartbreaking, such a large lower body that did not match her upper body. So you know what? You probably have something to be thankful for. There's always something to be thankful for. And this woman, like she was never going to be able to do anything about this unless it was surgical. And how could she lose any more weight? She would have looked on top, you know, but there, there are, you're going to be built a certain way. You're going to collect heaviness in a certain way, but it doesn't mean you get a free pass to look any way you want because your grandma looks a certain way. Oh, everyone in our family has bingo arms. Well, guess what? 
this is a great exercise, you know, lose that weight. I mean, you don't have to have the bingo arms just because everybody in your family has the bingo arms. You just don't. Just because everyone has a double chin doesn't mean you have to have a double chin. Just because every grandma for 50 years has had diabetes. Listen to me, rebels. You don't have to have diabetes. This is your choice. 100%. And I collect all of my weight in my lower body, but I can change that by what I, you know, my lifestyle. So yes. of course, genetic loads the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. You, you were not stuck. And Carrie, I've seen people come through our custom program, a girl that I'm specifically remembering, she's Hispanic. And she said, I think she was five foot two and she wanted her goal weight to be 165 which is still quite a bit over by several dozen pounds. And she said that I'm, I'm Hispanic. Everybody in my family is overweight. This is just the way that we're built. This is genetics and there's nothing I can do about it. So this is the good goal weight for me. And I was like, Oh, not on my watch. And that's just what she had just accepted as the way it is. I have accepted that Carrie and I are going to have more fat accumulation in our lower body, but we can still be balanced and we can still be healthy. We don't have to be overweight in our lower body. You can accept certain things here, but that accepting, accepting that, well, I'm always going to be fat because I'm Hispanic is what she was kind of saying. Baloney. That does not have to be your fate. You can claw your way out of that. Our whole family, every single member of our family, Carrie and I, they are a hundred pounds or more overweight. And we have clawed ourselves out of that genetic obesity and we work our butts off every day and recommit to this lifestyle because we refuse to be that way. I agree. This is preach reload. I want to tell a story about a t-shirt dress, Christy. I want to tell a story about the t-shirt dress. Christy knows what I'm talking about. So do you guys remember the nineties? Anybody, anybody want to bop? Bop, bop, bop. Okay. Anybody want to join me in the nineties? Do you guys remember now we couldn't afford Tommy, but do you remember the Ralph Lauren dresses that had like a polo on the top? And then it was like a polo shirt. And then it just kind of went straight down into like a polo dress, the shirt dress. Sometimes it would have a couple buttons at the, at the top, but it's sort of like a straight up and down garment. It might go a little bit out. You guys know, like they came in white and blue and you can get the stripes and a green. I, Christy, wanted to wear a shirt dress, a polo dress so bad. And in high school, I was bigger, but fairly normal, you know, 12 ish. I tried them on. They didn't look good on me. Um, of course, then I, you know, have my weight problem. I lost the weight have since as an adult, even though they may not still be in style, have tried to put on a shirt dress. Christy, no matter what, There is no shirt dress that ever looks good on me because the way I am built, I have, yes, Christy and I love them. I have come to accept that polo, Ralph Lauren, Tommy, you're never going to make a shirt dress for, you know, like a booty like me. Right. Yep. So, but I used to be so upset about that. Now I have come to accept that. I can't wear a shirt dress. All you guys are going to be sending me links for this one's made for booty people, but, but I don't let myself weigh 260 pounds. And then say, I can't find clothes to fit me because of my big booty. No, the booty dresses. I mean, the shirt dress is never going to fit me, but I can also wear things that other people can't wear. So there is a difference between accepting 
the shape you have right. and accepting being obese. Those are two different things. Yeah. I believe in dressing for your body shape. Carrie and I have a very much of an hourglass shape. There are some people that are shaped like an apple. Some people that are shaped like a pear, like the lady that, that Carrie described earlier. So yeah, dressing for your shape is one thing. Your shape is genetic, but your obesity does not have to be. You can do something about this. And if you are looking for a place to get started, the 10-pound takedown is the best place to get started where you can lose at least 10 pounds in 30 days by following very simple rules. We will prove to you that your baby weight, getting older, how you're built, and your genetics do not have to determine whether you are metabolically healthy or broken, whether you are obese or within a normal weight. You don't have to, that, that just doesn't have to be your fate. And these are mainstream lies that need to go away. And that's our commitment to you. We want to make sure that we, we spread the message of hope and healing. So you are no longer believing these bull crap lies. Amen. Woo. That'll preach Christy. That'll preach. Right. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of rebel weight loss and lifestyle. Please rate, please review, please share this so other people can hear the message. We love you guys. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you on the next 10 pound takedown. Thank you everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of rebel weight loss and lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs, and see what we can do for you. Until next time, rebel on.